0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: And nine minutes after eight, uh, thanks so much for staying with us here on SAFM's AM Live. Now, uh, this morning, uh, we promised that we would, uh, you know, gather the uh, cell phone network um, uh, service providers and uh, we'll bring them in to answer your questions. And um, we did invite them. But unfortunately, not all of them are pitched up. Uh, we just spoke to Cell again, and uh, they saying that they are not coming on. That is Cell C. Uh, we got a note, uh, an email from MTN saying, Thank you for the opportunity afforded to MTN uh, to send a representative to participate in a forum discussion on SAFM's live uh, show this morning. Unfortunately, MTN won't be able to send a representative due to prior commitments. Please keep us in mind for future engagements, is uh, what they said, and that MTA, uh, that uh, email sent by MTN's uh, Bridget Bengu, and uh, so that means we have with us Vodacom, um, it's not our fault, we apologise yeah. to people who subscribe to other networks, we tried, we invited them, they declined, but Vodacom has heeded the call and they are here this morning and we're joined by uh, Richard Borman, who is Vodacom's Executive Head of Corporate Communications in our Joburg studio. Thanks for coming through, Richard.
2: Morning and you have to be nice to me since I'm the one that crawled out of bed. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, well, it's not about me, it's about the listeners and uh, speaking of which, the lines are open 891 What are those questions that you have? What do you want to ask Vodacom? What has been doing your head in for the longest time? Richard's here, he's going to your question. Uh, But uh, what we're going to do, we also have Duncan McLeod with us. We're not going to leave Richard all alone to swim here. Duncan is uh, editor of techcentral.co.za and you know he speaks on technology, on uh, on gadgets, uh, broadband, the internet, etc. And he's going to assist us where he can with some of the more technical questions. So Duncan, thank you so much for your time as well this morning.
3: Thanks for having me. Great, Great to be here.
1: Now, uh, Richard, let me start with you. You know, um, when you look at the sort of complaints that you receive as Vodacom, which are the ones that come up most?
2: Well, perhaps I could start by just talking slightly bigger picture here that I think the relationship with our phone has changed dramatically. I mean, it's it's now the first thing we look at in the morning. It's the last thing we look at at night. We're using it. All day long. All day. I mean, it's not just obviously for calls and your SMSs. It's your WhatsApps. It's your email. It's your reading the the newspaper. You've got your music. You've got your videos. So any time it doesn't act 100 percent perfectly, you're going to notice. And I think, you know, people quite rightly have high expectations of us. Um, and I'd like to think, for the most part, we're delivering. There are times we mess up, and when we mess up, we need to we need to admit it, we need to fix it, and, and we need to learn from it. So I think uh, occasions like today are really useful for us as well to hear what are you know the issues on top of people's uh, top of people's mind
1: Mm -hmm, absolutely and of course uh, just a reminder we are asking you um, uh, are you entirely happy with the service that you are receiving the quality of the products the levels of the service that you receive from uh, the network providers and um, Duncan if I could perhaps ask you you know uh, one of the things that people have been talking about this morning is just the high cost of um, you know connectivity in South Africa and I'm going to ask you before I I ask Richard because I think I know what he's going to say. But let me hear your view on this
3: first. I, I think you have to break it down into two parts. I think you have to look at the voice component and the data component. Um, I, I think that um, in recent years, and I, I think it is coupled, and I'm sure Richard's going to agree with me here on this one, but I think it is coupled with ECASA, um, the regulators' moves to bring down termination rates, which are the um, inter-network call charges, um, quite dramatically over the last few years. And I think that's had a dramatic impact on the level of competition in the market. It's allowed the smaller operators um, to compete more effectively um, on retail prices with the bigger guys. And I think we've seen um, Selfie in particular take advantage of that and cut, cut prices and take a bit of a price war, if you like, to the bigger guys. And I think that's had a very beneficial impact uh, for consumers uh, not necessarily for the operators, but certainly for consumers. We've seen retail prices coming down um, quite dramatically over the last, whew, I guess, three to four years now, um, to, to the extent where I think uh, you know it's become much more affordable uh, to make a voice call over one of the mobile ne- uh, networks. Um, the other component of it, of course, is data, and that's increasingly important. That's what everyone wants these days. Mm-hmm. Voices become less uh, important on these networks and everyone wants access to data so they can browse the web, they can watch YouTube, they can do WhatsApp, etc., etc. And those prices have been coming down year after year as well. But I think if you speak to ordinary consumers, they'll tell you that um, while voice has certainly become a lot more affordable, um, they'd, they'd like access to a lot more data at a lot lower cost. And I think South Africa can probably do a lot more work on that front.
1: And, um, you know, just speaking about voice calls, should we still be paying for these things? You know, uh, 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 there's Viber now, and I discovered the joys of uh, calling through Viber. Of course, not completely free, is it, uh, Duncan?
3: Well, you're still paying for the data if you're making one of those phone calls, if you place a call over Viber or Skype or now WhatsApp. You're still going to pay for the data. so you could either pay for the data over your DSL if you're in a Wi-fi hotspot for example, um, or you could use the mobile network's uh, data network. and yes it does work out in most cases uh, to be quite a bit cheaper than placing a a, a, a traditional voice call over over that network. but um, you're also not guaranteed quality. so if you're um for example, um, if you're on if you don't have a great three g reception or you're still on a two g two g signal which you might be if you're outside one of the cities then you're not going to have a great experience with that call. So I think we're going to see two um, c- classes of call emerge. I think we're going to see this um, so-called voiceover IP or voice over internet protocol type calling emerge, which is going to be very, very cheap to do. And I think the operators may even offer uh, um, voiceover IP services of their own. And then you'll have the... Um, more guaranteed voice quality, um, the tr- more traditional voice call, which I think will always attract a, a, a more premium rate. And I think, I think we'll see both um, coexisting. So if you want to place a, a co- call, if you're a, you know, an ordinary consumer who's co- conscious about costs, uh, I think that you probably won't mind placing a call over some sort of v- VOIP service like a Skype, for example. But if you're a businessman and you need to get a call through to someone and you need to guarantee quality of that call, then you're probably not going to go for that option.
1: Now, I have a conspiracy theory because of something that I've noticed on Viber. And, um, Duncan, you'll tell me whether I'm way off. (laughs) What I noticed is that when you're on a call and another call comes in, that call is somehow able to immediately intercept or uh, cut off the call that you are on. Why does that happen? Is it because guys like um, you know Richard have managed to make sure that their calls are prioritized? What's going on?
3: I think you'll find that whenever you're busy with your phone in any sort of application, whether it's a Viber or just using it to watch a video on YouTube, for example, the, the, the incoming. Uh, network call will always take precedent over the application that you're using. So that's the reason for it. I don't think it's the operators forcing it. I think it's just the way that the, that the, um, that the handsets operate, in fact.
1: Well, I'm going to hear now from uh, Richard. But before I do, um, here's a tweet from uh, Zamogutle. Data, 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 it says, is this a perishable commodity like meat? Because why does it expire in 30 days if it is unused?
2: Okay, great. Do you, uh do you want to tackle the the overall cost issue first and yes. then and then come yes, to that? Let's okay. Do that. Okay, awesome. It's just looking at the pricing of of calls. Um uh we just announced our annual results a few weeks ago. And uh, we gave out a number here that our prepaid average price per minute where you take all of the uh, voice revenue that we get divided by all of the minutes that people use. The average price per minute is 45 cents. Now that's down 18% on last year and it's down 38% on uh, two two years ago, um, so you've actually you've had a, a massive reduction in that that uh, that price of calls. Now, there's a, there's a funny thing going on in South Africa. I think we, we have an inferiority complex here, and we love to think that things elsewhere in the world are always better, and we're always down on ourselves in, in SA. And you get these studies that say South Africa is the most expensive in the continent, the most expensive in the world, the most expensive in the known universe. And of course, that makes good headlines, and you guys read it out, and, and everyone, it's this self-perpetuating story that we all tell ourselves, we're really expensive here. The problem with those studies is that they don't look at that average effective price. They what they tend to do is look at the uh, the sort of the rack rate, the uh, the one one rand twenty per minute uh, price or the seventy nine cent per minute price. Where with with Vodacom, we've actually what we do is we're selling uh, bundles. We sell fifty three million voice bundles per per month, and this is things like power hour, seven rand sixty minutes. That's twelve cents a minute. So what happens with those comparisons is they're using one round 20, not 45 cents, not, not this, this 12 cents. So the headline goes out, uh, South Africa's really expensive. We all repeat it to each other. And, and I think I, you know, I'd, I, would, I would challenge that. Let me put it that way. And for a business, obviously, your voice price down 38%, almost 40% in two years. I mean, that's not an easy thing to manage. Uh, mean, because meanwhile, we have to keep investing uh, in the network. So what we try and do is, is balance bringing the cost down. But while still investing in the network, making sure that you, you don't end up with that congestion, that you can make a call when you need to make, uh, when you need to make a call. Mm-hmm. Data, a very similar story. Data, average price per megabyte, down 24% over the last year. That's on top of a 25% drop the year before. Now, I just did something very unscientific yesterday. We were uh, preparing for the show, and I looked at our… Price per gigabyte just if you uh, go star triple one hash and it comes out at one rand, 149 rands. Mm-hmm. And, and I just went to Vodafone UK, our sort of sister, as it were, in the UK and checked. The same thing there costs you 10 pounds. That's 185 rands. So it's unscientific, but just on the basis of a quick check, is South Africa dreadfully expensive? It doesn't seem so. Um, and again, what we need to do as a company is keep investing in capacity so that. You know, the more capacity we have, the more we can bring the unit price uh, of, of of data and and of voice down.
1: Well, Spusiso um, Jossi, I guess that answers your question, because Spusiso was saying Vodacom data is so expensive. Why? I hate it. So uh, there's your answer. I'll tell you what, we have to go to a spot break. When we come back, I have more questions on the Twitter timeline, but you can also send them via SMS to the number 34701, uh, tweet or Facebook us at Live on SAFM, or you can call us on 891 we are dealing on the forum at eight um, with your satisfaction as a customer when it comes to the quality of products and levels of service that you receive from uh, cellular network providers. And unfortunately, we've invited uh, just about everyone, and uh, the only ones who pitched uh, are from Vodacom. So we have Richard Woman and we also have Duncan McLeod who's helping us uh, helping us out with uh, some of the uh, technical issues. I just want to um, uh, run through a few of these messages. Very quickly before we go to the lines, they are open o eight nine one one o four two o eight um uh, just a few quick ones here uh my bubble says. I guess I can be proud that I'm a Vodacom subscriber. At least they take us more seriously and uh, we salute you, Vodacom. Sipon says says, uh, C not available for the forum at 8 discussion. Not surprised. It's how the network behaves. They are hardly ever available for anything. Mkoh um, says, I think uh, we should move to Vodacom since uh, they value our time because clearly the others do not. Uh, Spelele says, a uh, brilliant idea to bring in the network operators, um, but why are the others disrespecting the uh, their uh, customers. I don't know. You know, um, I really cannot answer that. But uh, let's get more, uh, get uh, get to some questions rather. And uh, let me start with uh, those coming on uh, the call in lines Oh eight nine one one zero four two oh eight. Nandi and Basonia. good morning.
4: Uh, good morning, Sarkina, and good morning to the listeners and the representatives you have at the studio. My question uh, is actually to the uh, person from Vodacom to say I am not sure in terms of the quality of service if I can be saying I'm a happy client on 8 November 2012 uh, my 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 cell phone was stolen which is a blackberry and is contracted to Vodacom I made calls to them reporting that my phone was stolen and I indicated to them that I'm not worried about the phone I'm worried more about the data in the phone and I asked them to actually search for me the numbers that had used that phone because I know that they've got a system where they can identify which SIM card was put inside the phone because surely the person wouldn't have been able to continue using my own SIM card because of not having the PIN and I stopped my SIM card anyway And I struggled getting that information. They told me they had no right to give me the information. I fought with them, telling them that it's my contract, I'm paying for it, and you are telling me that you can't give me the information. Who will you give it to? I escalated the matter even to an executive manager in the office of the CEO. I was told they were to call me back, but they never did. Thereafter, another person that answered my call told me to go to the police to report the matter and come with a police case number for them to be able to help me with that information. I went to the police station. I came back with a police case number. I gave it to Vodacom. Then I was told, no, we cannot be able to help you. This is now a police matter, so it can only be police that can get the information. Now, which one do you take? Because I ended up losing all that data. It was after my birthday. I had a lot of uh, pictures on the phone, contact numbers, and the likes. Now, how do they help people that are contracted
1: to them? Okay, Nandi, hold on there. Richard?
2: Yeah, no, that's a, a horrible experience, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. If, you know, whenever you know, something gets stolen, it's a nightmare, and, yeah, your phone is your life. You do have all your pictures, all this information. Um, what happens when, when the phone is stolen? We we can identify each uh Device itself. So you have the SIM card and you have the device. The SIM card being your your cell phone number, but but the device itself also has a code called an IMEI code, mm-hmm. and we know uh, we know the the code of of each each device there. Now, when you call and say my phone's been stolen, what we do is we blacklist that device, and in conjunction with the other networks, it cannot be used in uh, in South Africa, um, which is which is the good the good news. So that's in theory makes it so that people wouldn't want to. Steel phones. the The bad news is, not all countries are signed up to this. So you then find, typically, that that phone reappears somewhere else north of our borders, and we have, you know, we have no ability at that point to have any any sort of impact on on the, on the phone. Um, in terms of the information. Uh, the the you know I, I I totally understand yes you you're saying Vodacom you know what sim is in this thing if it, if it were being used in South Africa which it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been because it would have been blacklisted but why can't you give me that that number unfortunately this well fortunately or unfortunately this comes down to the law this is the RICA the Rika law from a, from a privacy point of view you know we we can only give out information if we are given a court order by a specific judge it has to come via the law enforcement uh, authorities um, and that uh um the sorry i'm losing my, my train of thought here but the uh oh sorry so the the it's correct that you have to go to the police station the police would then have to open a case and then it really is it's it, we have the interaction with the police we wouldn't ever have the interaction with the customer because again we we're not allowed to give that information to the customer i mean let's let's put it another way that uh let's say that i'm i'm trying to uh trying to find out some information on usakina um, and so I call in Vodacom and I pretend, pretend to be your mom and go, no, please, but just tell me, you know, I just need to know where, where she is. I know you know where she is physically. You, you can you sort of know where the phone is connecting, mm-hmm. which base station. Please, I'm her mom, you know, can't you tell me? Which, you know, obviously you, you don't want Vodacom to be uh, irresponsible and just taking Sagina, somebody's word Sagina, for Sagina,
4: it. Sagina, yes, I am not being covered here. I wasn't wanting information from somebody else. It's my phone, I'm contracted to Votacom, I pay subscriptions to Votacom, and they put me through security to prove that I was the owner of the phone. For that matter, they could have invited me to their office to say, we want 123. I understand privacy about getting information about other people. This is not addressing my concern. I'm asking information from my own account. The phone is proven to be mine, the account is proven to be mine, and the phone is stolen. I'm saying... Prove to me that there are no SIM cards that had been used on the phone. If there are, give me the numbers of those SIM cards because surely the phone has been stolen, so that I can give that to the police. The gentleman is not addressing my question. Okay. I was not wanting information on somebody else.
2: All right, let, let, let me let me try and tackle that one again. the The, the phone would not have been used in South Africa; it would have been blacklisted. So let's sort of take take that that part away. I think uh, it the sounds phone was like used we... in
4: South Africa because I know where it was stolen. I was at a function. Uh, in, in, in Johannesburg, that phone didn't have left South Africa within that same week, and I made a call on a Monday after the phone was stolen over the weekend. It was definitely in South Africa when they were playing around. Not giving me the information. That's when maybe it might could have left South Africa. But within the week, I was trying to get information. I knew it was in South Africa.
1: You know what we're going to do, Nandi? Because clearly this seems a little more complex. We're going to take your number. And then, um, Richard, you could perhaps follow up on yeah, this ha-
2: Absolutely. Offline. Very happy.
1: Okay, see. let's go to Mark in Cape Town. Good morning, Mark.
0: Hi, good morning. Uh, I've got a question to you. I've been a Vodafone, Vodacom customer for 20 years because i lived in London for, for a long time. The only reason I'm with Vodacom, to be honest, is because I find your coverage is by far the best out of all of the providers in South Africa. My biggest frustration I have, and I don't know the effect of the Table Mountain or the other mountains here, but there isn't a call that I make or receive that isn't dropped. And I don't know what that is, if there's hotspots in Cape Town or if you follow these things, but it's not just me who says this. If I speak to a lot of my friends, they often say how often calls are dropped in South Africa. Do you follow these stats? Have you got any comments to this?
1: Thank you so much, Mark. And I'm sure many people are waiting to hear the answer to this one. Well, uh, we have to take a news break. We're going to come back and continue this conversation. Unfortunately, or is it fortunately, we only have Vodacom represented here this morning. Uh, so um uh, we'll, we'll continue taking your calls for Richard Borman. But we also have Duncan McLeod with us. So if you have more technical questions, I see I have a few here for Duncan. We'll continue taking that as well. Oh eight nine We're talking this morning about cell phones and um, you know, cellular network uh, service providers. We are asking you, are you entirely um, satisfied with the quality of the products and the level of service that you are receiving? Uh, Duncan McLeod, I'm going to start with you. I have a question here for you uh, from uh, Tepiso Mokwena. Tepiso wants to know, um, uh, can you please ask Duncan, what is the difference between 2G, 3G, and now 4G and LTE? And does the usage cost vary accordingly?
3: Yes, uh, it's uh, really the G stands for generation. Um, 2G was the second generation of of, of mobile technology. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, it was the first digital version of, of mobile, introduced uh, probably, I think, back in the early to mid-1990s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and um, it was mainly developed as a voice calling technology. Uh, there was a data bearer or data carrier on top of that, um, t- on top of that infrastructure, but it was mainly meant for making phone calls. Uh, not for connecting to the internet and then 3G came along which was um, still a voice technology but more suited to um, to, to, to accessing the internet and uh, uh, over time it developed uh, up to speeds of um, you know, 42 megabits per second if not faster um, which allowed for a reasonably good um, experience on a smartphone uh, uh, device or even tethered to a to a laptop. Now, um, LTE, which is also sometimes referred to as 4G, uh, is the, is really the next generation and this, for the first time, is really built not for voice first but for the Internet. Um, it's, uh, the technical term is it's an all IP network. Um, it's, it's really built for data and it's built for high speed. So, um, we're talking of speeds eventually up into the hundreds of megabits per second uh, and uh, really designed for, for the next generation of broadband applications.
1: Mhm. Okay, um uh, can we just quickly answer Mark's question before the break uh, about dropped calls?
2: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, drop calls. It's a, it's it's a nightmare and again very very frustrating when it uh, when it happens. No, we, we uh Mark, we do track these stats very very closely. Um again, just from our annual results uh, the other day, we we put out a number there saying that our drop call rate is 0.7%. Um, and that—that that is, uh, for what it's worth, for Vodacom, and I guess the other guys on here to dispute it with me—is—is uh, is less than half the rate of the of the next best uh, next best network. We've we've put a lot of time and money into into trying to improve that drop call performance. The causes of it is, are, are many, and that's that's part of uh, part of the fun here. Um when you're, when you're moving, let's say there's – I know there's a spot in Cape Town, I think somewhere around UCT, one of the hills that where you're driving, and, and there's a spot where you always end up dropping the call. And it's still true, but it certainly used to be true. When you're driving along, what happens is the phone is constantly talking to uh, three or may, even more base stations who are then talking with each other and, and deciding, okay, now we're going to hand off to the next base station because Richard or Mark in this case is, is moving moving along. Um, and that works fine until you get to something like a hill, because if you imagine the phone can't see the base station over the ridge of the of the hill. So you get to the top of the hill, you're going to get cut off from the base station behind you. The network has a nanosecond to do this sort of hail mary pass to try and now latch on to the next base station and often that that's why you would end up uh, end up dropping the call there i mean the the fix is obviously put a base station on mm-hmm. top of the hill and that's that's obviously what we you know when we identify these areas that's what we end up trying to do is to end up putting base stations in so that we can we can fix the the issue sometimes it's not that easy unfortunately to get the get the space to you know to put put those things up the other things though um, it, it can uh, it, it might be that you're not you 're not moving you, you, there 's a certain spot that you know though in your home your office that you always end up having issues and this, this can be any number of uh, other things going on there between sort of competing base stations that the phone is is just not not quite latching onto the one or not quite latching onto the other and it 's the kind of thing that we you know when we know about it, then we happily go in there and, and see what we can do to fix it. One final thing just to keep in mind the cell phones themselves have changed dramatically. You know, gone are the days. Remember, you used to have an antenna. I mean, I had a phone that used mm-hmm. to pull the antenna up. It, it had one antenna. It worked on Duncan, or no better than I do, one or two frequencies, uh, and just just two G. And uh, and it was it was great. In fact, I think they're much better for calls than than the modern smartphone. I'm sitting here looking at an iPhone, it must have something like eight or more antennas around it because it's got to have several frequencies on 2G, several frequencies on 3G, several frequencies on LTE. It's got uh, several uh, kinds of Wi-Fi. It's got Bluetooth. It's got uh, the GPS. I mean, all of these antennas wedged around the phone means that they don't actually work as well as those old old phones that used to have the antenna on. And then add to that, if you happen to drop the thing, you know, then this is this is where some of the trouble comes in. But but certainly, if if we have Mark's details, I'll really happily get the guys to chase up and see if we can fix it.
1: All right, we'll see what we can do there for you, uh, Mark. And then um, uh, just a very quickly about poor signals in Tembisa. I've got two people complaining about Tembisa and someone in Clayville as well. Apparently, the signal is really poor.
2: Yeah, uh, the uh, Tembisa. It's an it's an interesting story there that the. Data growth in townships uh, is is booming. In fact, it's it's growing. Data usage is growing faster in the townships than than uh, anywhere else in in South Africa. It's more than doubling year on year. The challenge there is finding space to put the base stations in. It's not that we don't want to provide coverage. It's how we make money. Um, so you know the challenge though is you need fifty square meters. You need to obviously have space to actually put this base station in, and and you know a whole bunch of work connecting it. What we, we, the, um, it was a month or so ago, we launched a, what I think is a really cool project, which is we've designed a base station that fits entirely on top of a community service telephone container. And in fact, funnily enough, this thing is it's much faster to build. It's much cheaper to build. Um, and and literally, you just drive it in. You build it elsewhere. Drive it in with the crane. Drop it on top of the uh, on top of the container. And you know, hey Presto, you've uh, you've suddenly got got a whole bunch more reception. We're trialling five of these in in Alex at the moment, and uh, I think we're very keen to look at, at rolling those out as as one solution. To you know, to, to exactly this issue in, in in Tembisa.
1: Well, let's go back to the lines. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. We have uh, uh, Richard Borman from Vodacom and Duncan McLeod helping us out this morning. Let's go to uh, Boeta in Bronkhorst, in Mpumalanga. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Um, yeah, I'm quite frustrated. Um, I'm an ex National Mobile client. she said with two data contracts uh, with two cards on each of those contracts. I noticed that my bills started, uh, um, since it moved over to Vodacom when National Mobile closed down, um, I noticed that my bills started becoming very high. Um, I paid, and um, at one point I started looking at the details. What I found was I've always had a call limit um, on all the four cards, soft lock when the data is depleted, and only unlocked on my instruction. Um, when I called, I found out that the call limit has been removed on all those cards. Me being unaware of it, I'm just chasing data the whole time. And I'm currently sitting with a situation where I actually uh, drew up all the data where you can see an 860% increase in my invoices since um, it moved over to Vodacom. I have not been successful in getting people to come back to me. Um, I went to Hello Peter eventually. And um, then I got a guy phoning me back that said that I gave an instruction in November, apparently. Um, the limit amounts have changed, to, um, what the people have been telling me, from 1,700 700 rand per card down to 300 rand per card. And um, I replied back asking for um, evidence that I gave such an instruction um, and so forth. No further response have, uh, I've received no further response. Um, and I'm actually asking the question, how many of the ex-National Mobile clients um, has got the same experience and how many people are actually aware of it? Uh, because I don't think everybody is looking at the details.
1: All right. Thank you so much, uh, Um I do believe we unfortunately have to let go of Duncan McLeod, so he'll be leaving uh, Richard Borman to fly uh, solo. But um, uh, just before you do go, Duncan, um, anything um, that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
3: Well, I was quite interested in the discussion about um, about coverage and uh, the, I think the, the caller the specific caller specifically mentioned tembisa and also Cape Town obviously Cape Town's a challenge because it 's got a great big mountain sitting in the middle of it um, but I, I must say I, I have some sympathy with the operators on this on this coverage issue um, not just Vodacom all of the operators they really struggle to get access to uh, sites to build new base stations. And um, I think to a large extent, this is um, a problem caused by uh, what uh, the industry terms NIMBYs or not in my backyards, people who don't want infrastructure built in their areas. And you see it um, particularly even in well-to-do areas. I think Bryanston is a classic example of an area that uh, um, isn't well coverage, covered by the mobile operators. And I think this is a direct result of the fact that um, communities are pushing back against uh, operators deploying new infrastructure in these areas. And I think that, um, I, I think that you know, on one hand, you have people complaining about coverage in the area, and on the other hand, you've got people in the same area, often the same people, complaining that um, they don't want um, some unsightly base station put up in their neighbourhood. So it's a bit of a catch-22 situation. I think the operators find themselves in, and I think it's a, it is a big challenge that they face in getting access to new high sites and building that infrastructure.
1: Well, Duncan, thank you so much for your time and I'm sure we'll speak again sometime in the future. That was of course Duncan McLeod editor of techcentral.co.za Leaves us with you uh, Richard and um, perhaps before we go back mm-hmm. to the lines uh, if you could just respond to Buerta and um, you know there are a few others here as well uh, speaking about uh, you know perhaps not exactly the same but also complaining about higher bills Bella sends us an SMS saying I've just moved from South Sea to Verticum and before I knew it I'd used you know um, over 100 Rand on prepaid very disappointed because the bills are high
2: okay no let me let me tackle those um first of all with, with butter that no that that doesn't sound good and yes please if i can grab the details i'll happily get the guys to to look into it um it does sound like something strange going on there the in in terms of i mean billing is obviously a and data billing in particular is is a a big issue that comes up all the time on our you know on, on twitter for us and i was you know i was just doing a bit of work on on that yesterday in preparing for this i mean i think the well, two things. Since again, since the other guys aren't here, I guess I could say this: that when you move from one of the other operators to us, it might be, and I'm I'm not being facetious, it might be your data usage is going up because our network is faster and you're getting through more data. Um, it's, it it really can be that simple because I, I see people tweeting, "No, Vodacom data doesn't last as long." Mm. Well, you know, data it's a unit. It it it's it's not that we can suddenly do something different at Vodacom. We can't. We can't use more data to do the same thing on your, on your phone. So the only thing that can really be changing there is your phone is, is connecting faster and getting through more data. Um, the
1: answer that people are not happy with is about uh, the expiry of their data. Because, um, uh, you know, they say they've heard what you've said, mm. but it still doesn't make sense. They are not satisfied with that answer because they say if they buy airtime, they get to keep it. Yeah, they get to carry it over. So why can't they carry over their data?
2: Okay, let me let me uh, tackle that. The um, in in a sense, we could uh, we could make data last much much longer, expire over a much longer period, but it would end up then costing costing more. Um, and and to explain that, I think the industry hasn't helped itself in a sense that we've sold data as a thing, and it's actually not a thing. It's really a service. What you're doing is you're you're buying access to a network for a period of time up to a certain amount of data. And that the entire thing has just been collapsed into saying you've, you've bought a thing, or one, one gig. Um, now, from a Vodacom point of view, what we have to do is we have to buy capacity. Um, and this is from other third-party providers on, on the, the various connections that we're using. Um, and we need, to get that, we need to get the right amount. If we buy too much capacity and it's not used, we can't resell it later. It's just lost. And that's a cost to us. But
1: aren't you making your problem the consumer's problem? Well, because no. uh, w- why then are you not selling a period of time as opposed to a unit of data?
2: Well, th- and then that's that is exactly it. So if you go on to Star Triple One Hash now and you, you look and you buy a data bundle, it says thirty day bundle. It's it, you know it's it's trying to make that, that part very clear. But what I was going to say on that capacity is, if we underprovide on capacity, then you end up with with congestion, and and obviously you end up with with annoyed customers. So the, the purpose behind that expiry, data, uh, expiry period on data is to try and – for us to know, okay, how much do we need at any particular time, make sure that we're getting the right amount of capacity um, and make sure that we're, we're, again, not over-providing, making the costs go too high, and that ultimately would, uh, would impact, uh, impact the consumer. So, okay. Yeah, the idea – you know, I, I understand it is a, a point of frustration for people. I think you know, what we try and do is help give people the tools to get the right amount of data.
1: All right, but I will try and get your details uh, to uh, Richard as well. Okay, I want us to try and breeze through the next few calls, see that we can help as many people as possible. Let's start with Kolani and Klatzdorf. Good morning.
5: Morning, sister. How are you?
1: Well, and you? Good.
5: okay, this sister who complained about trying to increase her phone, I can relate to her story. These operators treat us differently. They treat us according to our status in the society. If you are a celebrity, your phone will be getting soon. You know, they will take it immediately, and they will get it. I have lost phone several times. To be a student with it's a difficult. Give us your last five numbers that you call. I'm like, ask her. How do I know? Because, you know, I don't keep track of the that I call. I can know their name. I've called Saikina. I've called maybe J-Z. I've called November. But I don't know their numbers. You understand? And I always change the numbers. I want to keep the same number, but to do, what you call it, to keep that number, it's because they, they are the way of their questioning. You know, it's so difficult because the last size numbers. How do you know them? Because these mm-hmm. are the people that I'm. Not, I'm not calling them. Okay.
1: So, um, not sure if issue.
5: um. And the other issues, secondly, like, you know, what I come? Can they use me in the next in their next adverts? You know, because <laughs> they want to be rich.
6: to
5: promote. It. Really, you know, can they use me in their next adverts?
0: Yes. And
6: I mean, I know, this, okay. but you
5: know, the bank of people who are supporting them are the people you know who are you know the majority of people who are using Vodacom are the people who are not rich. You okay, must also gotcha, for the you,
1: All right, Kalani wants to be in the next Vodacom ad. Uh, let's go to Peter uh, Whaley out in um, Grahamstown. Good morning.
7: Good morning, and uh, thank you, Richard. I like accountability. The fact that you're the only one uh, of, the, of the cell phone companies on the air will do you and your company a lot of good. Unfortunately, a lot of your staff are not as accountable, and I want to give you an example. I've kept the, uh, the WhatsApp message. It says, yeah, hi, buddy. I'm playing funny and interesting Argus Anti. Just touch HTT. I won't go through the whole thing. But I did not agree to get onto this. I was then charged by Vodacom... Daily for this service, which I wasn't receiving, never agreed to, and your ladies—I can identify them. I don't have the documents in front of me. Uh, told me they could not identify this company, but in fact, Vodacom was taking the money from me and passing it back to this company. Now, I do something about that. How did this company get out of my my uh, number? Why did they send me this message? And I never agreed to anything, and they charged me daily, and I had great difficulty. I had to become abusive over the phone. They then threatened. Me because I was abusive, but that got me off this damn buddy chat.
1: Okay, let's go to Spreadview. Tarong, good morning.
7: Thanks, uh, Sakina. Uh, in fact, I, I stopped calling this, this show
8: because sometimes SADC is so biased. But otherwise, for this topic, it is very dear to my heart. Um, firstly, I, I would like to uh, thank Vodacom for sending a representative. Normally, Vodacom, when it comes to stories like this, they take advantage of this platform and which is what really I like about Vodacom. And secondly, Vodacom, when you complain about the issue of the coverage or the network coverage or the infrastructure, they, they seem to respond quickly. You know, and also that is, it is very commendable. And um, Richard, that where I need to disagree with you, my friend, is where really, I mean, another name for Vodacom will be, you know, vote God, pray as you pay, is their slogan. Because Vodacom is really expensive, and therefore, Richard, you cannot rubbish the research that is backed by a state, because over the years, the research has been conducted not only by VAT, Link Center, but by various other institutions that that South Africa comparatively to um, other countries, developing countries, Brazil, India, China, uh, England, everywhere. Uh, it's expensive to communicate in South Africa, even the cost of running business. It's very expensive. And Vodacom being the number one, uh, uh, the, the magic leader in terms of the mobile network uh, 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 operations, uh, it is still very expensive, Vodacom, because example of this vagina is that... Um, for, for people on prepa- on prepaid, they constitute or they comprise 80 percent of the subscribers out of the 21 million subscribers of Bordercom. and then the the postpaid or contract phone. Okay. And the people on the contract. Yes, the people on the contract phone. They are using. Um, they, they are getting phones for free. They get free weekend and minute. They get a lot of other incentives as compared to people on the prepaid. So, Vodacom is getting away with murder because people on prepaid, they phone for 3 round 21 per minute. And people on postpaid, they use $1.40. And then this issue of expiry of the data is nonsense. Vodacom must stop that thing. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much there, uh, Torong. In Spreadview. Raoul in Durban.
8: Hi, Jackie. How are you?
1: Well, in you, Raoul.
8: Okay,
6: well, I, I, I've been following this with a lot of interest, but I just wanted to bring in uh, another perspective of uh, like uh, foreign nationals who who live in South Africa, you know, because we also engage in a lot of uh, calls, you know, calling back home and uh, and and the home calling us back, and we have realized that it's really very very expensive calling from your cell phone calling from South Africa and, uh, I mean call back home and uh, uh, also we have realized that people back home when they call us here, they really relax it cost, it, it cost them almost uh, almost nothing calling from for instance Kinshasa uh, in Congo to call us here in South Africa because we engage in this calling each other almost, uh, I mean, all the time. So that's what I don't understand. And you'll find, for instance, that we have Vodacom here in South Africa and we have Vodacom branch in Kinshasa in Congo also. But it would be very expensive for me being here in Durban, for instance, and calling a brother in Kinshasa in Congo from the same uh, cellular network, which is Vodacom. It's very expensive for me, but my brother in Kinshasa will call me from Vodacom uh, uh, cell phone in Kinshasa, calling me here, and it it costs uh, him almost uh, nothing. So I just don't understand that and things like that. And if you check among the foreign community or foreign nationals here in South Africa—it's the same story. They will always tell you that it, it, it is very expensive calling from uh, uh, from South Africa to call uh, to call outside, uh, uh, you know, in different parts of uh, Africa.
1: And um, here's a tweet, uh, an SMS uh, to the contrary, though. This one says, I called home while in uh, Botswana, and um, it was so cheap, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Had it been the other way around, well, I guess it concurs, really. Had it been the other way around, it would have cost a fortune. Why? I'm on Vodacom. Charlton Kempton Park says, I'm going to stick with Vodacom for much longer since they cared to come and speak to us. I'm getting rid of my MTN 3G. Uh, This one uh, says... Um, Hi, I'm a retailer that sells airtime products. Our margins have been squeezed down from 6% to 3%, which is a 50% reduction. Um, And uh, are the public at large aware of that? And this one says, I still don't uh, I'm not any clearer about uh, the data explanation. Uh, Gary Kerr uh, also sends a tweet here, and uh, he says, "Um, super fast uh, one gig uh, broadband for everyone isn't just a convenience or a luxury. Globally, it is a necessity for economic progress. And then um, Ndibuo says, Vodacom signal in vendors also poor compared to other networks. What could be the reason and how could Vodacom assist? Um, this one, I'm not satisfied with the answers from Vodacom Rep, especially on data call cutoffs and lost phone issues. Uh, that's uh, Chani Bezwe in uh, Durban. Then this one from Ashley Baloy in Musenberg in Cape Town. My issue with all network providers is not coverage, um, is is their network coverage, rather. They need to sort it out. And uh, Budaza in uh, Poch says, I want to know who benefits from the SMS tariff, especially when it is not read on radio. (laughs) Legally, can we fix... uh, Contracts can fixed contracts be changed by service provider and why not by the consumers? Um So many questions. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to pass it on to Richard. And um, also, you can also direct your issues to at Vodacom at triple one. But what I will do is I'll pass this on to Richard. Uh, Richard, if you can go and have a look at our Twitter timeline as well, yep. and 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 then maybe uh, you know uh, you should let us know whether you've had any joy in terms of Richard following up. But for the ones that we have taken, Richard. Your response.
2: All right, going back to Kalani, who was having fun with uh, uh, identifying himself in the security questions and that that last five number uh, question. I, I, I have great sympathy. I've been caught out on the same thing. I have no idea what the last five numbers I dialed uh, were.
1: So why keep such a ridiculous, you know, question?
2: Like, I mean, I, you know, the, the the challenge is that we do need security questions that, that are. Um, that are going to protect customers, and I think, you know, we, it's something that we, we look at, and I'll take it back to the customer care mm, there guys. Mu- there
1: must be a better way. I mean, to ask someone to remember the last five numbers, I can't see the logic in that.
2: Yeah, I, I said, I, I, it's a fair point, will no, I'll take it back to the customer care guys. Let's see, see what they have to say. Um, Peter Wasps, uh, Wireless Access Service Providers, those, those charges. Okay, this is – okay, the first thing um, – the easy way to stop any of those, uh, any of those charges and, and to check is you, you SMS the word stop all, stop space all, to 30333. And what that will do, if I do it on my phone, I just tried it yesterday. It says you're not subscribed to any uh, any services, and and that's fine. If you are subscribed to any services, then it would then it would uh, stop those services. Now they, you know, there there is legitimate use here. It can be things like I don't know the daily weather forecast, or mm-hmm. could be a. a so what does it stop? Stop space all space all to three zero triple three. That's for Vodacom, Obviously, I, I can't can't speak for the other guys. Now, again, these services, it can be things like I don't know, a daily horoscope. A, Weather, weather update, whatever it might be, and mm. pe- people subscribe to these things. Um, we used to get a lot of complaints about this, and we get very few these days, and the reason is we put in something called the double opt-in, which means, first of all, you have to request the service, and it, it can be by SMSing you a know, uh, horoscope to a certain number, or it could be also now online, so you're browsing on your phone, and you click on a link um, that says give me daily, daily horoscope. What it will then do is either you're going to get an SMS back, so first of all, you have to have opted in once and asked for it. Then a second time, we're going to send you a note back to say, you have requested this service. It costs this amount. Do you want to go ahead? And you have to click yes. And if we don't have that, both the first opt-in and the agreement – then the the service isn't isn't charged for. So I can happily chase up on Peter, uh, Peter's individual circumstance there. But mm. but that one, and I, I know this because I you know I used to get a lot of complaints about this, and I get very few now.
1: Well, uh, thanks for coming through this morning, Richard. We are unfortunately out of time. Richard's going to take all of this away. He's going to follow up, and um, I, I urge you, please let us know whether you were satisfied with the service you received after this particular show. That's where we're going to leave it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's time for news with Zikona Miso.